is my ongoing goal to be able to support you as the very best way that I can. And in order to do that, I really need to get to know you a little bit better, what your personal needs are for supporting you as a parent on this journey of children with autism and with your child, what their needs are and what you would like to help them most with. Because there may be many things, but there's usually a few top pieces that are very, very important to you that you know your child is really struggling with and you would like help with. And so in order to find out how I can support you best, I have created a short quiz. It's at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash quiz. And if you uh, take that short quiz, you'll be able to give me some information and I'll get back with to you with some results and how I can direct you to the resources that I feel would help you best right now for where you are on this journey and for what you need for your particular specific child's needs. So I hope it's helpful. Again, go to naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash quiz. One in 30 U.S. kids today is diagnosed with autism. In 2020, a new study was released, and I'm here to share with you what I feel is behind the surge, because this number is astounding, and I, there are actually solutions to it, yet we're not finding them from the medical community. And I wanted to just give you some background on this study, and I want to give you some solutions to this as well. The Children's Health Defense released an article on the surge of autism and the newly updated diagnosis rate for children with autism, now being 1 in 30. According to a JAMA Pediatrics research letter published this month by a team of researchers in China, 1 in 30, or 3.5% of children and adolescents ages 30, I'm sorry, ages 3 to 17, were diagnosed with an autism spectrum disorder in 2020. The letter also referenced a new study showing a 53% increase in ASD in American young people since 2017. So what is behind this current surge? Sadly, the CDC and other institutions in the medical community don't really wish to dig very deeply, and so risk factors have not been adequately considered. Stephanie Seneff, a PhD senior research scientist at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, or MIT, attributes risk factors beyond genetics to the development of the condition. That means this is much more than genetics, and if you're aware of underlying genetic issues, genes are basically a blueprint. They need to be disrupted by something, usually an environmental toxin or some type of trauma, to be mutated in certain ways. Senef, who for decades has investigated possible causes for the high rates of ASD, autism spectrum disorders, in American children, said exposure to glyphosate, the active ingredient in Monsanto's Roundup weed killer that is also present in many foods that we eat, is a very probable risk factor. Please listen to my interview with Dr. Seneff on glyphosate, which was podcast episode number 10, and I will link to that in today's show notes as well. So you can get more of those specifics on glyphosate and its dangers. And uh, not only does it tear up the gut, but it also is a very toxic known carcinogen as well. So please get the information on that from listening to podcast number 10. Again, I will link to it in today's show notes. Nonetheless, the CDC 
research through the ADDM network does not investigate what external factors might impact the prevalence of an autism diagnosis. They continue to say it's a new diversity, which gives it some kind of an explanation of people being just somehow different. And this is really disrespectful, not only for the children, but it's really unsupportive for the families who are really who are caring for them and understand that there's a lot more than just a neurodiversity around this. It's always, of course, nice to focus on anyone's gifts, but to downplay these challenges that individuals and their families face is really misleading and downright saddening. So why would research be so quickly eluded? Dr. Mark Siegel, internal medical doctor and clinical professor at the New York University Grossman School of Medicine, told Fox News he believes the rise in autism diagnosis to largely be a function of more parents being on the lookout for signs of ASD in their children. Siegel said raising awareness is a big part of it, but there's also probably something that women are exposed to in the womb that we don't yet know about that could be causing it. So I'd like to give you some of my background on what causes the symptoms of autism. And I did podcast number 134 on this as well, which I will link to in the, do in the show notes, as, but I would like to go into a little bit of that now so that you have some, some knowledge about what else is going on here. So this is for me uh, and based on my research, Autism can be a symptom, not a diagnosis. It can be a symptom of something that is underlying, such as toxins, pathogens, infections, a compromised immune system, inflammation on the brain. Many, many things cause a symptom of autism. It's not just one thing. This information may be completely contra contradictory to what experts and non-experts, such as friends and relatives, have told you before, so if you've ever heard autism recovery isn't possible, you're not alone. And I like to say, tell that to my son, because when my own son was diagnosed with autism, I was told to drug him and try behavioral therapies and good luck that the expert said there was really nothing more we could do for him and we would be managing his symptoms the rest of his life. Well, fortunately, my background as a craniosacral therapist, where I studied the brain, gave me the knowledge that the brain can and does heal, but I didn't know that much about autism 16 years ago when my son was diagnosed. I quickly found that there really wasn't a lot of help available in the medical community, and I didn't want to just drug him. I wanted to find what was causing his symptoms and, and making his life so unpleasant. I began my own research, implemented what I learned over a decade and today my son is no longer even diagnosable with autism. And this isn't a fluke either. I wanted to share what I'd learned with others. So I wrote my book, Naturally Recovering Autism. And I'll link to it in the show notes for you. And the response was really incredibly positive, uh, but parents were still overwhelmed as, as you know, how it is to be overwhelmed with this diagnosis. And they asked me to create a, a program where I could walk them through the steps. So I did. And this has now been available for almost seven years with phenomenal success. Now, I like to say many kids will keep their diagnosis, and that is absolutely fine. That's not really what it's about. What they can get is an improvement in their quality of life. Parents report that some who were told their child would never speak. 
by professionals never speak and their child is now speaking in full and regular sentences. Some say endlessly speaking. Those who were getting D's and F's, some are now getting A's and B's and the leader in their class, making friends where they couldn't even have social connection before. And those who were screaming in tantrums, mothers and are saying, they're so calm and relaxed now. This is from what I've shared with them. And I will link in the show notes to some what some what some of these parents have shared directly with you so that you can hear it from them. Because success like this is due to working with those underlying toxins and the co-infections. And I do it naturally and safely. I think that's really important too. We don't want drugs that have negative side effects. Environmental toxins, co-infections and pathogens, they all affect the inside. They tear up the gut, allowing undigested foods and their toxic impact to leak into the bloodstream, causing food allergies and inflammation. Inflammation in the gut means inflammation on the brain, disallowing it to function properly. And all of these pathogens, toxins, and infections also weaken the immune system, disrupt brain chemistry, and the entire neurological system that lead to the causes of the symptoms associated with what the Diagnostic Statistical Menu for Mental Disorders, or the DSM, uses to diagnose autism. So I'm going to give the comparison of the DSM manual and the symptoms of autism and some of the underlying co-infections and heavy metal toxicity and mold and Lyme and strep and uh, candida and other issues. I'm going to compare all of those for you as I did in podcast number 134, which I will link to in the show notes for you so you can go there and read it and listen to it and learn it for yourself. So it's really curious how the CDC downplays the real causes and the symptoms to avoid research, since they may actually turn up many facts that they're not willing to share publicly. Kim Rossi is the managing editor of Age of Autism, and she found Siegel's reasoning unconvincing. Age of Autism is a nonprofit that gives voice to those who believe autism is an environmentally induced illness that is treatable and that children can recover. Rossi is the mother of three adult children with autism. And she said in a July 12th post that Siegel tap danced on new autism numbers and failed to provide any substantial answers about what parents need to know regarding the surge in ASD in an ASD diagnosis reported by the study. Rossi noted when ASD is no longer considered a medical condition, everyone is off the hook for identifying and mitigating the possible environmental risk factors. So this is where diligent parents like you and I remain the absolute key to your child's success. You are the key to your child's success. It's not a doctor. It's not a therapist. It's not a teacher at school. It's up to us to be our child's advocate and do what we can, our own research, our own education and our own implementation of what we have found in our resources. It's never too late to help a child at any age in need of of an improved quality of life. And with this surge in numbers, now more than 
ever, it is so important to take your child's health into your own hands. So please utilize the resources on my website that I've put together for you now for about a decade, sharing my interviews with experts that I do and uh, in the podcasts and helping to you to get natural solutions so that you understand that there are ways to help your children. And I'm here to help you with those resources. And again, you can read some of what other parents have to share that I've shared with them as well. And I will link to that in the show notes to let you know there is hope, it is real, and all children can have an improved quality of life and greater independence and can be happier and healthier because every child deserves that opportunity and definitely yours does. And you're here being a proactive parent and you're looking for the resources and I'm here to share all that I've learned with you in my, again, now 16 years of autism research. So hopefully this and my website at naturallyrecoveringautism.com are helpful for you. If this podcast has been helpful for you, please give me a five-star review on Amazon, on on Spotify or iTunes and share it so others understand it. And if you know of other groups or communities that could benefit from this information, please, please share this and my website with them as well, because we want to reach as many parents who are searching for these answers as possible and let them know that our community is here to support one another and natural solutions do exist. So thank you again for being here. Take care and I will see you next time.